It is a beautiful day to be alive, and I'm so glad we have this time together. I'm Sanaa Laybourne, she, her. I am a professor, scholar, connector, and avid reader. I've always loved learning about what's happening in our social world and sharing that knowledge, especially over a good cup of coffee. And so here we are. Each week on Let's Grab Coffee, I catch up with experts from around the world who are investigating our most pressing social issues and common curiosities. Over the next hour, you'll learn about their inspirations, motivations, and of course, what they know about the world around us. Go ahead and grab your cup of coffee and get ready for an engaging and insightful conversation. Here we are in a new year, and I am so excited that this year starts with us together and with one of my favorite guests, Justin Dotson. If you are a longtime listener of the show, then you might remember him from episode 72 or episode 87. Um, If you're a new listener, hello, hello, welcome. Make sure you are subscribed to Let's Grab Coffee in podcast format, and then go back and listen to those episodes. Trust me, you will want to. And by the end of our conversation today, you will know exactly why. Let me tell you, you are in for an absolute treat. Dr. Justin K. Dotson is the owner of Navigating Courage Counseling and Consultation. He is a licensed therapist who specializes in helping adult males through individual therapy, one-on-one coaching, and group coaching. He's worked with athletes, healthcare providers, first responders, business owners, and other leaders. He also provides tailored consultations for organizations who are looking to improve their understanding and strategies related to neuropsychology and mental health issues. Dr. Dotson is an author. He's the author of The Courage of a Single Freckle, Navigating Your Black, which is meant to create space for race relations, recognizing bias, and identity development. Welcome, Justin. I am so, so, so excited that we are here together. <laughs> Listen, I every t- I get chills every time someone introduces me, and that is by far the most magnetic, humbling. So I appreciate that. I appreciate that. Glad to be back as usual. Um, I know that we are in for a good time together. Oh, yeah, we're in for such a good time. And, you know, I love to introduce you. I love to have you on the show. And like, this is you like the bio. That's you. That's all you. And that's not even all of you. But I'll receive it. That is you. So (laughs) yes, yes. Oh, my goodness. Okay, what better way to kick off a new year than to have you on the show to have you help us really set the tone for this new year. What an honor. And I have to say, you know, I messaged you humbly, scared, scaredly um, to ask you if you come on the show again. Um, you know, it's so funny how we get nervous about these things. Um, I'm like, yeah. he's going to say no. That's what was in my mind. He's going to, he's going to be like, girl, I do not want to come talk to you. But yet <laughs> here we are. It's never as bad as we think in our mind. It is never as bad as we think. And that is the story you tell yourself. And usually we tell ourselves things that are not true because I eagerly saw that email and said, let me just play it cool. I'm going to wait a day or (laughs) I'm going to wait a little time and let it sit there, marinate because I don't want to be so excited. Because I've in the past been so excited to respond to things that I'm typos, didn't really look at my calendar, didn't think it out. Uh, mm. But I think that just goes to show the the mutual respect that we have for one another. 
I love that. I love that. Well, happy new year to you. Happy new year. It's good to be in this new year, right? As the people in the church would say, it's just good to be. <laughs> okay. Let me tell you. <laughs> I love the hopefulness that a new year brings or that it often yeah. brings. Um, actually, my best friend and I, we are team forever new year. And what that means is that we will start a new year any day of the year. We will hit that reset button. Yeah. <laughs> we are not waiting for January 1st, but here we are in this collective new year. And so I think it's a very special time for us to be together. Absolutely. I like that. Forever new year. Yes. Because we will put some things off, won't we? Mm -hmm. I'm going to start next month. I'm going to start next year when... Will you have the skills and the tools that you need? Do you have to wait that long? You can start with what you have today. Uh-oh, uh-oh. And so let you the skills and the tools catch up. Yes. <laughs> you know, can you talk a little bit more about that desire to put things off? Yeah. Because I'm hearing you something know, in that too. Yeah. So I would say that all behavior is purposeful, right? When we When we make decisions on things, even inaction is a decision. So when we decide to do things, we have to ask ourselves, what's going to be different in this next year for me? A lot of people, we reflect on the, the year that we had and what we want to be different, but we put things off because either we're afraid of accomplishing them, we doubt ourselves from being able to do it, we we may not always identify what that barrier is, but the behavior of procrastinating, the behavior of putting things off serves a purpose. Mm -hmm. And sometimes that just leaves us being comfortable where we are and, and it allows us to, all right, well, I'm not failing. I'm not succeeding. I'm just, I am where I am and that is good enough for me when it still doesn't move us forward. It doesn't get us where we want to be. So then we have to decide, are you going to, as my friends would say, are you going to barbecue or mildew? Are you going to do nothing <laughs> or do something? Um, and usually when we make that decision to take that first step, that's where the practice gets going, right? It may be a little bit uncomfortable on the other side once we get started, but you have to start somewhere mm -hmm. and at some time and at least start with the skills that you have. Even as a business owner, I think we think about, oh, well, once I do this next training, then I'll be able to X, Y, Z. Or once I get this degree, then that's when I'll be able to network. Or once I join a new gym, that's when I'll be able to get active. When you can do all the things that you say you wanted to do right here and now, or we can figure out a way to do that, even if the picture doesn't look exactly like we want it to look, mm -hmm. we have to start somewhere. I love that idea of starting somewhere, but also, you know, as I was listening, I was thinking about all the protective mechanisms that we put in place, um, mm. those defense mechanisms that don't work, right? Like we mm -hmm. are trying to protect ourselves maybe from that discomfort that you mentioned, protect ourselves from failure, um, depending upon how we think about ourselves, we might even be trying to protect ourselves from success, right? Yeah. Um, and so thinking through like, you know, what is this purposeful action that I'm taking, even if it is inaction, and what is it serving, right? What is it serving? Is it serving my fears? Is it serving, you know, what what is it doing for me? And then mm -hmm. deciding like, all right, now what? Yeah, but that's the power of checking in with ourselves, right? So 
if we were talking challenges, which I know we weren't, but new year, new me, <laughs> let the intention be to let me check in with myself and really figure out what's happening right now. Mm. Why am I not moving towards where I want to be? What purpose is that serving me to do nothing? What purpose would it serve me to do something? Right. So taking inventory of both sides of that and to really check in with yourself. Every session that I have with my clients, one of my first questions is, how are you feeling today? Because with a lot of men specifically, we're always performing and giving back and providing and and doing what we believe is necessary to execute life, which is great. But within that, we very seldomly take the time to check in with ourselves and say, you know what, bro, how are you feeling right now? Mm. Can you identify that? Can you label it? And can you figure out what's contributing to that feeling? Because if I'm feeling crappy, <laughs> I need to track back and see what contributed to that so I can see if I can manage that or avoid it or prevent that from happening again. If I'm feeling good, let me. what did I do today? Did I go to the gym? Did I have good sex? Did I have a powerful conversation that I needed to have with somebody? Was I able to be there for my kid? What I, you know, so really tracking back and figuring out what contributed to that good feeling as much as what contributed to the one that didn't leave you feeling so great. Mm, I love that idea of the check-in, of taking that moment to just pause and say, okay, how am I feeling in this moment? I think it is so common for us to just like keep going and going and going and we're, yes. you know, striving for something or we're just focused on being, you know, the best whatever family member, employee, mm -hmm. entrepreneur. And we don't stop and think like, how is this making me feel? Is this even something I want to continue to do? Are there yeah. needs that are going unmet? Um, we're just like on that you know, in my mind, I'm picturing like the treadmill or the conveyor belt, mm -hmm. right? We're just going mm -hmm. forward and we're not stopping to see like, is this even working? Am I, you know, operating in the best way? And I'm, do I even want to go where, you know, this track is leading me? Yeah. And and being able to keep going like that is great. And and I want to say specifically, I know we were talking about grief off, off, um, off, off air, air yeah. but when we look at trauma, when we look at grief, and I hope I can connect this because I'm, I'm so excited about this, that it's good to be able to perform and keep going and learning how to put one foot in front of the other. I think that that builds resilience and grit. And you know that even when things happen, you don't have to drown in them. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And so I think the power of checking in with yourself is really important so we can be intentional, so we can increase our emotional intelligence so we can just check on ourselves to make sure we can give back to what we need or ask for help when we need it. The part about where grief comes in is that sometimes we don't check in with ourselves because mm. we have to show up to the funeral. We have to show up to the wake. We have to provide a service to a family. And in doing that, we're not really taking time to figure out how this loss is also impacting me mm. and making sense of it. And I told someone this recently, I said, you know how to show up, but you don't know how to be present. Ooh. Right. So we know that. All right. Well, let me send a card and mm. let me cook something and let me take some food. But how are you really present with you and in that space? Because you can't help but be impacted in some way. Sometimes I think we ignore what's happening in order to perform, mm. right? So it's just the power of bringing it back full circle because another part of that is that when grief does happen or loss does happen, 
I think the great thing about us as humans is that we, in most cases, know how to continue putting one foot in front of the other, right? And so that we don't get drowned in what's happening. But coming back to the idea of checking in with ourselves, it's really important to slow down, Mm -hmm. take a day, take a moment and give back what you've been giving. Mm Yeah. Wow. So thank you for letting me go on that tangent. (laughs) You know, I love a good tangent. Take us on a journey. (laughs) (laughs) That was so powerful what you said. You know how to show up, but not how to be present. Ooh, that sent chills when you said that. Like, Yeah. Yeah, you can perform. You know how to be there on time and give the card and say the greeting and shake the hand. But how am I feeling as I walk through these doors? How am I feeling when I'm greeting this person? What does this mean to me? So just questions that we get to ask ourselves. What's happening with me right now? Why am I feeling anxious? Why am I feeling sad? Oh, okay. It's because I'm impacted by this too. Because Mm -hmm. I'm sad for them. I have empathy. Okay, great. I am cognizant of how I feel. That's really important because our feelings dictate our behavior. Mm. Ooh. Right. So it's not just being able to identify feelings just to do it, but they I, they dictate our our behavior, and mm. our thoughts dictate our feelings. So it's really this we call it the cognitive triangle, but it's really just this cycle and circle of the way we are as humans. Wow. You know, as I was listening to you talk about feelings and checking in. You know, which I am a big proponent of checking in, being able to identify a feeling. I feel like I feel so empowered. I feel like just so proud of me when I'm able to feel a feeling as a traditional (laughs) non-feeler. You know, I get really excited when I can feel a feeling, feel complex feelings or feel feelings that, you know, I know at a previous point in my life I was actively trying to avoid. But I'm wondering for folks who might be listening who hear that word feeling and immediately Mm -hmm. they're like, yeah, no, that's not for me. Like, yeah. like that don't feel like a, a, a good feeling. That don't, that don't seem like something I want to do. That doesn't seem yeah. safe, right? Mm. I'm wondering what you could say to them or is there something like how can we get to a place where people, you know, if I'm listening and I'm like, oh, I don't want to do that. Like, how could that person get to a place where they're like, oh, it's okay for me to feel any feeling, like any of them, just one. Yeah, yeah. Well, I, I think, couple of things I would first ask well if if the narrative is I don't think that's for me because it doesn't feel safe well then I would ask well, what would feel safe to you mm-hmm. because we are always truly seeking safety and sometimes we get there by suppression or we get there by ignoring mm-hmm. but that's really a false sense of security yes right it's like putting a band-aid on something when you really need some peroxide and some ointment first <laughs> mm-hmm. and then you put the peroxide um, and the, the band-aid right so it's out of order um so i'd really be curious to know for people to check in with themselves and to say well, what would feel safe and mm-hmm. you said what could we say to those people well sometimes it starts with permission mm-hmm. somewhere in life maybe i wasn't given permission to feel or i wasn't given the language or the skills to learn how to be aware of what i'm experiencing Mm. I think that there's this misconception that men can only be associated with anger because that feels masculine and it feels protective and it feels aggressive mm-hmm. because then you won't be a pushover. And then you're right. It's this trickle down effect. 
So I would I would say specifically to people in general, gender doesn't own feelings. Mm-hmm. Right? We have these really incomplete conversations around the differences between men and women and and how one gender should feel versus the other. So mm-hmm. what would make you feel safer knowing that no matter your gender, you can feel whatever because it's not assigned to you at birth that you can only experience one or two things. Mm-hmm. And consider how life would be different if you were able to experience sadness or if you were able to label that rumbling in your tummy that's not gas. (laughs) (laughs) Is that anxiety? Is that I'm excited about something? You know, so it's going back to the the check-ins, right? This is the beginning of a new year. It's a great opportunity to take inventory of where we want to go, how we want to exist. And a lot of that starts with exploratory questions within yourself to see, you know, how do I want to show up this year with my family and the different roles that I play in the identity and and the job and the family and just me. So Mm. I I think that that's what I would say to that. And you may not have all the language. Um, You can Google a feelings wheel Mm -hmm. um, where it can illustrate for my visual learners, the different language and words for feelings. Um, But it starts with just describing what's going on in the body. So the physiological response, which is the way your body feels when you experience something. And just journaling and jotting down, all right, well, today this happened and this is the way my body responded. This is what I think I felt. You can start there as just a, you know, a baseline way of taking inventory. Mm. There was so much in that. Like for people, yes, you can listen to this in podcast format because I know you want to go back just like one minute and get all that good information that Justin just gave us. I love this idea of exploratory questions because to me, when you said that, it made me excited. I kind of put on, I was envisioning myself as like a detective or like I'm going on an adventure, right? Exploratory questions. Like I'm just exploring, right? No judgment. Mm -hmm. I'm just kind of taking a look around, seeing what's there. Um, And so I love that idea of having these questions, right? Just kind of exploring what the possibilities might be. Like you said, you know, asking, you know, how you want to show up with friends, with family in your career, the other positions or roles that you might um, have. I love that. And then also, you know, Googling the feeling wheel. So now you have this roadmap for different Mm -hmm. types of feelings that exist, Um, journaling, right? So a practice that you could take on. And then also, you know, I like how you broke it down in terms of these feelings. They are, you know, like our bodily sensations or these physiological sensations. And maybe that's a way for folks to think about feelings. If you're a little bit like, okay, I don't, I'm not a touchy feely person, but if you just think Mm -hmm. about it in terms of this is just your body reacting to different stimuli or experiences, maybe that helps you kind of, um, look at the feelings or uh, observe the feelings in a way that feels even feels safer. Yeah. Yeah. Cause the goal is safety, no matter who you are and what you look like. And we just get there differently, but there are tangible tools and, and ways that we can do that. But it's also about exercising the muscle, exercising that, that road map, that neural pathway where try it on. Just try it on for size and see if it fits, see if it works. And if it doesn't, then you get to try something else. But remaining curious around how something could look 
I think is the best place that we could be, especially at the at a new year, right? Mm, just being curious yeah. about what things could be versus what you don't want. Yeah, I simple. love that. Yeah. yeah, keep it simple. We don't have to have this whole long list of New Year's resolutions that we're going to revolutionize yeah. every single aspect of our and life, drop off our by day. March. Yeah. <laughs> oh, drop off by March. That might actually be, you know, a good amount of time for some folks. I know most people are dropping off in a couple of weeks. So. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> <laughs> So I love that just having that curiosity, you know, something you said uh, caught my attention. You said sometimes we need, you know, have we been given permission to feel? And so I'm thinking about like, how do I help give permission to the people that I'm in um, community with, in relationship with? How do I give them permission to feel? How do I make sure that I'm opening up those spaces or opportunities for them as well? Yeah, you know, what I see most often in the work that I have the privilege of doing is recognizing when, when people don't feel safe or seen, it's because someone took that away from them because they were either judgmental mm -hmm. when the person tried to be vulnerable and just be honest about something. Um, they were shot down, they were labeled, they were made to feel inadequate, right? So I, I think when we talk about giving permission, it's simply letting it be okay for the person to share what they're thinking without you automatically bashing them or automatically mm -hmm putting your judgment or projecting to them um, onto them what you think, right? So just letting people have free reign to talk. Mm. Simple as that. Letting people have free reign to talk without being uh, judged or trying to be controlled by what they're experiencing or what they're sharing. Mm -hmm. So I would say that's number one. Number two is also validating thoughts. Mm -hmm. You know, I, that does sound like a really messed up thing that that person did. Your boss sounds like a real loser for that. So, you know, <laughs> validating and at least showing them that that someone is in their corner. Mm -hmm. And then also challenging when people do need to be held accountable. Because I think mm -hmm. there's this misconception that safety is just agreeing with everything people say mm -hmm. or safety is being a pushover mm -hmm. when it I believe safe spaces should also challenge you and mm -hmm. hold you accountable and say you know bro you were wrong you were dead wrong for that <laughs> or this come on let's think about that differently were you really right when you were arguing and doing and doing this and doing that so I think I say my tagline is safe spaces uh, to provide safe spaces that allow people to feel safe seen and challenged mm -hmm. and I think that that's that's the reality so hopefully I can walk the walk right <laughs> and, and people hearing this can know that you know what I think he does do that but I would say that people that you're in community with just letting them be and, and let them have their moment and don't judge them for it ask questions and challenge where appropriate mm -hmm. um, but don't don't just automatically tell them what they should feel mm, yeah but we also ask permission for people though so and what I say that when I say that I mean well, something will happen, right, mm -hmm. in your life. And then you call somebody up and you say, should I feel angry about this? Ooh. Mm -hmm. I remember years ago, I would do that. And I that was really my codependent brain performing, Ooh. trying to get affirmed or get someone to agree with me 
so I would feel validated in the way that I felt. Now, mm. I think that there is a time and a place for that, right? I, look, I just need you to rock with me on this. <laughs> yes. But on the other end of that, we sometimes will call people and say, well, should I feel this about that? And then they say yes. And then you go with it mm. opposed to, well, I don't know. Hold on. Let's think about this. Yeah. Right. And so before I call somebody and ask for permission, because first it's our parents, then it becomes a good friend. Mm-hmm. What do I think about this independently? Mm-hmm. What do I feel about this independently? And so before I make that call, let me decide what's truth for me. Mm-hmm. And then let me maybe reach out to somebody and say, well, you know what? This is what happened. This is how I feel. Tell me your thoughts. Mm-hmm. That that builds independent thinking opposed to letting people think for you. Oh, oh, you know, I was thinking as you were saying that, like, again, that process of checking in, like, how do I feel? And then also not running away from how I feel, because sometimes, you know, to your point, sometimes we realize, oh, it was me. Like, I was Mm -hmm. (laughs) was wrong. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Uh, But we might call somebody to get that validation um, that allows us to not be held accountable. Like if someone else Mm -hmm. says I was fine with feeling this way or, you know, acting this way, then it's fine. Um, And I'm justified. Right. I'm justified with that. And to your point, we need to have those relationships that challenge us and that hold us accountable because, you know, sometimes it is us. Sometimes it It is. is. Sometimes we make really (laughs) poor decisions and sometimes we're the whack person in that situation. Sometimes we're not. But sometimes we are. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. So having that healthy sense of self-view and ha- being able to do these check-ins help us get there. Ooh, okay. See, already you're holding us accountable because I know even me, I'm I'm thinking about, okay, yeah, sometimes it is me. And I know yeah. some listeners are like, okay, you know what? <laughs> you're right. It, it is me. But you know what? That's why we're in, we have this new year. We have the opportunity to say, okay, you know what? I'm going to do some things a little bit differently. Again, yeah. it doesn't have to be every single thing doesn't have to be wholesale change but these smaller right. changes that are sustainable and that we can yeah. be persistent in yeah absolutely i like that that wholesale change right we because we start this year i'm gonna do this this and we have this 10 list that, no it could just be simply mm-hmm. like for me i want to start i want to put less on my plate okay uh, in a day where i should be doing less okay so i started this thing where i'm saying all right what's one thing i can take off my plate today Mm. or delegate or cancel if I don't (laughs) absolutely have do I really need this webinar today probably not let me chill Um, so that could be just one thing and then also let me be more accountable to my to my actions and my behavior yeah Mm. I like that Okay, so that's a good new year. Um, I never say new year resolution. I don't mm-hmm. know. It's it's just a it's a wording thing. I'm always like, these are my new year intentions. Intentions. Yes. I don't know. That sounds yeah. softer and more, I don't know, like the stakes are lower. And mm-hmm. then it makes me feel like it's more attainable. I don't okay. know. It, okay. it's, it's just a word thing. We're yeah. all saying well, the same thing. <laughs> we're all saying the same thing in some cases, but I, th- I do think that you can have intentions that you get to reevaluate and the mm-hmm. picture can change over time. Um, and just like you said, new year forever. Technically, <laughs> I can give myself time to get there too. 
<laughs> yes, I love that. You know, sometimes we have, you know, we have January 1st and that's a new year. Um, and then we have Lunar New Year. And so sometimes, I, uh, like my best friend and I, we think about it like this, like we have this January 1 start, which again, maybe it's just that we're getting, you know, we're kind of testing it out. We're trying it out. We're seeing, you know. <laughs> right, we're trying it on. <laughs> we're trying it on. And then a few weeks later, we have Lunar New Year. And then we're like, okay, here we go. Another new year. We can. <laughs> right, right. We practice. Right, now, we let me practice. see what. <laughs> what worked what didn't let me start over yes and so again you know I think the same way with anything that we might be uh trying to change or just getting curious about right like it doesn't have mm. to be this linear upward progression that we never fail or never modify but instead yeah. we keep striving towards something and incorporating you know what we learn along the way yeah I, so I just got done reading I, I try to listen to a book on audible every month Mm -hmm. Yes, I'm a nerd in that way, but I get excited <laughs> about, oh, what am I going to listen to? And I just finished listening to The Diary of a CEO um, mm. by Stephen. I cannot think of his last name, but he he said, we don't really fail. We just find new ways that didn't work. Mm -hmm. And I really like that. So even when you're talking about New Year intentions or trying things for the first time, if we could change our relationship with the way we see failure and just mm. to reevaluate that and say, hmm. Instead of saying I failed, well, I just figured out a way they didn't work. Yeah. And I can start over and try something because now I know what didn't what didn't work. I remember, I don't know if you, so people that are listening that are familiar with gateway testing, mm -hmm. when we had to take those gateway tests in high school, I remember I failed my math gateway test. Mm -hmm. And this was like I think maybe ninth grade in high school, I felt about six points and I went home and I was defeated. And I told my mom and she said, well, that's not so bad. At least now you know what to expect the next time around. Mm. And that's always stuck with me. And I was like, oh, you, you, you a philosopher, ain't it? <laughs> <laughs> oh, so you got that good. Okay. But that <laughs> stuck with me uh, because it really now as an adult, I'm reevaluating this idea of failure Mm -hmm. And I, I, it's it's timeless. Mm -hmm. I love that reframe about failure. I, you know, and that what your mom said about the expectations. Now you know what to expect. Now you know mm -hmm. maybe there are some areas that you need to maybe study more, or maybe now you just know something about test taking and how you react in that environment of test taking and some different strategies that you could use. Uh, and so I love I love that reframe because I think that fear of failure stops us from living really boldly and, mm -hmm. you know, just really enjoying life, you know, fear of failure can keep us small. And so I always think about like, for me, if I don't see some L's on the board, I start to get nervous because mm. that means okay. I'm comfortable. I'm complacent. I'm not stretching myself. I'm doing only what I know I can do. Mm. So I like to see, I need some L's. I need some rejections. I need something to let me yeah. know that I'm still actively growing, that I'm pushing myself and that I'm not staying confined to, to where I am, maybe where I expect to be or the expectations that others have of me. So I really, I don't, I don't know if enjoy failure is, is the right way <laughs> to say it, but I know I need to have some rejections. I'll say that. I know I need some ills. Definitely. Yeah, well, it sounds like you have a very healthy perspective around it and you've accepted that growth will mean that I won't get it right the first time every single time mm -hmm. 
Yeah, I think that that's a really healthy way of looking at it. I've never heard anyone say, I need to see some L's on the board. <laughs> oh, you talking about you, you hit me. I'm thinking, well, I don't know if I ever want to, but I get it. I get it. it. It makes perfect sense. And I think for some people, especially for me, it's hindsight mm-hmm. where you may not be able to see it and make sense of it in the moment. But once it's done, you get to make meaning from that and say, yeah. oh, got it. That happened or that didn't happen because yeah. something was greater when Mm -hmm. I, when this didn't happen or it didn't. So I think that even if you're not one of those people that believes that everything happens for a reason, we can't make mean things that happen. So I appreciate your perspective on that. I think that that's going to help somebody because you just laid me out (laughs) and I didn't come here for that. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you know, I think the other thing too, is that, you know, I've been able to separate the rejection of an idea or application or, you know, whatever a proposal or, you know, whatever from a rejection of me, right? Like it's not Mm. that something is wrong with me or that, you know, I'm a failure or that I'm being rejected as something inherent about who I am. And so being able to separate that, I don't get that hit to my self-worth and my identity or value as some people might if you're linking, you know, failure or acceptance or success or whatever to who you are as a person at your core. Absolutely. Absolutely. And that's why I always talk about when we're talking about identity, really looking at your identity as this combination of the roles that you play in life opposed to just that one job or Mm -hmm being a graduate student so we make or just being a parent right we make these these one role things in our lives our whole identity when you're really a combination of so many different things but when one thing happens in that role that you make your whole life world comes crashing down because you haven't given value to the other parts that make up you Mm. so I like that I think that that's really good we we do take hits and blows to our ego, which, you know, it happens, but I think if you feel it more when you only see yourself in that one singular role. Mm, yeah, that's so good. I love that reminder that we are multifaceted. We have a lot of relationships, positions, interests. We're not just mm-hmm. one thing. We're a multitude of things. And you know, we can give more attention um, to a a variety of different areas in our life versus just having this one thing that's defining us. Yeah. Yeah. But that's a, uh, just going back to what, how you see rejection or uh, that's really powerful to say that this isn't about me. And perhaps I wasn't right for this. Perhaps Mm -hmm. they were looking for something different. Maybe I could. And so it's really this exploratory yeah. questions that I get to revisit to figure out what happened. And sometimes it, I may not be able to figure it out and that's yeah. okay, but it's worth, I think, evaluating and taking inventory, right? So I think for me, the theme today is taking inventory at the start of the year, ch- checking in, being intentional. All of those are, are timeless ways that we get to practice how we take care of ourselves and show up in the world in a way that feels good to us. Mm-hmm. I love that idea of practicing taking care of ourself. Mm -hmm. That was powerful language. Just that idea of it is a practice. Yeah. Like it's something that we have to do repeatedly, but it's also something that will shift. Thinking again about identity or life stages or phases, you know, the care that we need or what we need is going to change over time. Yeah. Yeah. 
what you need today may not be the same thing you need next month. Mm-hmm. What you needed five years ago may not be the same thing you need five years from now. Right. And so I think when we talk about needs, they change on a daily basis, a weekly basis. Um, sometimes you don't have the capacity to show up in certain roles that you'd like to. Um, so I, I think that, you know, you go to the gym, you know, people have a good one good conversation and they go get a podcast <laughs> or they work out one time at the gym. Now you're a trainer. OK, <laughs> got it. But where was the practice? Ooh, right. Practice. Where was where was the practice at this thing? Where was the practice in you learning how to take care of yourself, right? So people go to therapy one time and say, oh, I'm in therapy. No, you're not. You went one time. (laughs) You went one time three months ago. That is not, you are not, no, no, okay? (laughs) Where is the practice, right? And so we can, that can be every week. That can be every month. That can be once a quarter. Then it can be every two weeks, you know? So it gets to change and we get to shift it around to meet our needs, but Mm-hmm. Truly, this practice of figuring that out and what works for you over time, I think that's priceless. Mm, yeah, practice. you get to add and subtract to what is good for you all the time. Yeah, I love that. I lo- Again, I'm feeling just so curious now, exploratory, investigative. <laughs> <laughs> and I think that mindset for me, again, gives permission to explore, right? To know that I don't have the answers, to know that I might have to try out a few different things, right? So having that mindset and again, lowering the stakes, right? Like maybe I do have this New Year's resolution, New Year's intention, whatever you want to call it. I don't have to get it quote unquote right the first time. I am going to fail. I am going to change my mind. I am going to learn something else. Um, And so again, just having that mindset of exploration, of play, of curiosity. I think these are some good vibes to bring into this year. I think you're spot on. I think we're onto something. And Uh and I'd be curious (laughs) to see how these things work out for people. Yeah. You know, let's a few months down the line, let's take inventory of what worked, what didn't work and figure out how we want to change that. I mean, companies do it all the time. Why don't we do it for ourselves? Yeah. That oh. company that you spend in 60 hours a week, they they taking you through the ringer, implementing <laughs> new practices all the time and passing our information. Why aren't we doing that for ourselves? Mm. Right. The entrepreneur that's succeeding, they're trying different things. They're figuring out what didn't work last month. My mm-hmm. first year in business, I was like, oh, okay, that's not going to work. Let me do something different next next month. And now I have a pretty good flow of what that looks like, but I had to take inventory mm-hmm. at some point to not do the same things over again. Ooh, yeah. Is it working? Is it not working? What are we going to do about it? Absolutely. Ooh, you know, you have given us a lot, a lot to think about, a lot to take stock of, look that inventory, take stock of, to reflect on. I feel like we're getting a good footing on this year. And, you know, again, it might be January 1st. Um, You might be having this conversation with us or maybe you're listening later, but anytime is a great time to have a check-in yes. with yourself. Yeah, this is a timeless conversation because- even though this is January 1 and this is the start of a new year, if you came back to this on March 3rd, check in, how am I feeling? Let me observe what's happening around me. Great. 
So I think that this is this is one for the books. Yeah, absolutely. Well, thinking about check-ins and what might uh, the next couple months look like, I'm wondering for you, is there something that you're hopeful or excited about or maybe even planning for? Mm, yeah, so I I won't give too much away, but my office is expanding. Okay. Uh, and so the goal is to offer more services to more people. Mm -hmm. um, and uh, getting a bigger space Ooh. and changing our, our offerings uh, to be more broad and, and focused. I think that that's one thing. I'm going to take some time away from teaching mm -hmm. so I can put my focus in other places. So I'm hoping that that represents it's okay to back away from some things so yeah. you can focus on other areas that you enjoy and that you can generate purpose and, and income from. Mm -hmm. Oh, man, you know continuing to take care of my body especially as we get older I think flexibility <laughs> and movement is really important mm -hmm. um, but I I'm looking to make sure the business feels good and and to get the word out about mental health and these misconceptions and if I can do more of that this year in a way that feels good to me mm -hmm. I, I I'd be really excited about that so you know keep in touch I'm on Instagram yeah. it's Dr. J Keith uh, my practice is Navigating Courage, Counseling and Consultation. So be on the lookout for us. It's a minority owned and operated mental health private practice. Um, and we're going to be doing some great things in the city of Memphis and beyond. Yes, yes, I love it. And I will put all the info, of course, in the show notes so you can get connected with Dr. Justin K. Dotson and um, definitely exploring more about therapy. You know, that is a big um, value of mine. I think it's very important and particularly for folks of color to be able to get connected with therapists of color, um, I think is, is so, so important. That's why I love having you on the show. So hopefully, you know, help folks feel a little less scared or a little less anxious if they're thinking about therapy, whether starting for the first time or starting back up. I know sometimes therapy, you can Riding have bad experiences, up. you know, yeah. and it can be a big barrier to getting started again. Um, and so I hope that folks see that, hey, you know, therapists, not scary, having a conversation, not scary, like we can do it <laughs> and make it, you know, more normal for us to seek out the help um, that will help us. Right. Again, what is it that we need and what can we do to, to meet those needs? Yeah, absolutely. Try it on for size. See if it works and don't give up. You don't stop going to that barber just because they push your hairline back, you find somebody else to go to, <laughs> right? You don't stop washing your clothes just because you found a detergent that didn't work. You find something else. So I think the same thing goes for that. You try it on, come back. If you, if you took some time off just to check in, right? It doesn't have to be an everyday thing, but let me just go talk and see what happens, see what, see what happens and how that feels. And if it doesn't, try somebody else. And if it doesn't after that, take a break and see what you're really needing. Mm, I love that. I love that. Well, Dr. Dotson, Justin, it's always a pleasure to chat with you. Thank you so, so much. You gave us so much in this hour. I'm glad that folks can go back and listen because it's really been an oh, it boy, has really been, been an hour. <laughs> <laughs> Feels like we've been talking for 20 minutes. Look, it's just so good every time catching up with you. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you for saying yes. And let this be evidence right here that, you know, people want to connect. 
I was so people nervous do. and here we are. <laughs> well, people want to connect with you. So kudos to you for everything that you're doing and how you give us this space to share. Um, so I know you're, you're, you're showing gratitude to me, but I want to express gratitude to you because you were doing some major things in Memphis and your face is on magazines and you are representing for your culture and beyond. You got your fitness thing going on. So kudos to you. Happy New Year to you. And that I hope that your platforms do great things this year because they're doing great things for us. Thank you so much. And Happy New Year. Happy New Year. Thank you again to Dr. Justin K. Dotson. He's a licensed therapist. He is the owner of Navigating Courage counseling and consultation. I absolutely love any time that Justin and I can have a conversation and especially when we can have that conversation here on Let's Grab Coffee so that you too can listen and learn from Justin. I was taking so many notes while we were chatting and I'm certain that there was something that you heard today that you're like, hold on, I need to hear that again. Maybe I'll even want to take some notes and journal some thoughts around that. So make sure that you are subscribed to Let's Grab Coffee in podcast format. That way you can go ahead, re-listen, share with a friend because I know that this conversation will be transformational to so many people, but we got to share it. Um, go back and listen to my previous conversations with Justin, especially if you are curious about therapy and you're like, okay, I hear people talking about therapy. I don't know if it's for me. I don't really know what to expect. I want you to go back and listen to episode 72. Um, it's called The Gift of Vulnerability. And in that episode, Justin really breaks down a lot of the misconceptions around seeking mental health services, particularly for men. And he describes the benefits of therapy and even just what to expect when you go to your first appointment. And so I think that one is really great if you're curious about therapy, if you're nervous about therapy. Justin just makes it feel so comfortable and so normal. And because it is, it is normal for us to need to talk to somebody. It is normal for us to experience things that we need expert guidance on. And so listen to episode 72. And then I also mentioned that Justin is a repeat guest. We also had a conversation uh, during the holiday season. Oh, this was actually the end of 2022 in December. So that was episode 87. And in that conversation, we talked talked a lot about some of the common stressors that the holidays may bring or just the end of the year. And I know here we are at the beginning of a new year, but some of those stressors are still the same. Stressors around family, around work, um, even grieving, uh, making new traditions. And so I think that's also another excellent conversation. Again, maybe you are having some difficult feelings or maybe just experiencing new phases and stages of life. And, you know, you need to think through it, right? You want to do some of those check-ins and that conversation will give you some tools to do exactly that. This is Let's Grab Coffee on WYXR 91.7 FM. I'm Sanaa. I'm here every Monday. I hope that you will join me right back here on WYXR, right back here at 11 a.m. I'm having curious conversations with folks who know what's happening in our social world, who can give us some tools and strategies to understand ourselves and the world around us.